Johnny Martinez, Marquis is out for the day. I am going to take over for like a few minutes while, you know, he is predisposed or somewhere in this world. Um, so this is Verbal Assault. You've heard of this show. This podcast is all about the crossfire setting with a Howard Stern flair while being Fox News and Young Turks at the same damn time. It's a lot to process, yes. But I am working with a full crew today, so this is exciting. Except, you know, I'm the only girl in the room, but that's okay. All right, so sitting with me today, I have Mr. Kirk Adair, a.k.a. Kirkopedia, a.k.a. the man who knows everything about everything. Kirk, say hello real quick. Hello. Thanks. That was quick. All right. Well, so that you said quick. I know. I know. I did. All right. So other than that, we also have some new blood in here. It's always nice to get new blood on verbal assault. First up, we have Mr. James Smith. James, can you sum yourself up in like 10 seconds? Hey, first of all, James Smith, totally my real name. Unapologetic, unabashed Trump supporter and here to lay you guys the new law and to bring you over to the promised land from the darkness in which you dwell. Please come with me. Um, okay, Moses, we'll do that later. Okay. All right. So <laughs> next up, we have Mr. Evan Ingo, who is a leftist. He also got... He also got arrested at the inauguration. I did. And he's a woodworker. And yes. (laughs) What is fun? Sorry, I didn't know you were going to describe me as a woodworker. Well, Um, that too. I'm a terrible woodworker. I made like a bench once and I won't shut up about it. (laughs) (laughs) But but yeah, so there you go. Okay. So, And to round out the day, we have Mr. Brian Parker, who you've probably seen on a few episodes of Gotham and some other places as well. And thank you for joining us, Brian. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. And I want to say happy anniversary. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I know it passed, but, you know. Uh, it's all good. No, it's actually today. It's no, today. you're still married. Don't worry yeah, about yeah. it. You're still I'm married. still married. Yeah. Congratulations. Well, Congrats, man. Yeah. Thank you very much. Seriously. All right, you guys. So let's get into today's topic, mm-hmm. you know. So the topic is, we're still talking about it, you know, this many days later, the State of the Union. Most specifically, Nancy Pelosi, because if you remember during last year's State of the Union, she did do that little shady hand clap, like, yes, you read a whole speech, I'm happy for you, yay. (laughs) And this year, you know, after Trump delivered his very long, very (laughs) something speech, very weird speech. Had too much wonderful in it. Nancy felt to take it upon herself to show us how we all feel about it. <laughs> in that very mature way she did. It is ma- well, well, that's what we're here for. So, like, let's kick this off. So Pelosi said that she shredded the speech because 45 did the same to the Constitution. True or false? James, since you had an opinion, we'll start off with you today. Did Donald Trump actually shed the Constitution? I don't think there's any photographs or anything like that. She's speaking figuratively. So she actually can justify her figurative, or let's just do what figuratively means, her imagination. Okay, and then she can actually do the most infantile act 
possibly imaginable if you're standing behind someone that you simply don't like and just going to rip up their paper. Now, I don't accept a lot of the right wing's conflating of this incident by saying she ripped up the stories of the people that Donald Trump was talking about and bringing to the attention of these magnificent stories of American achievement. But such a, frankly, crass juvenile display of displeasure to me completely depicts who the Democrats really are. And they're just petulant children that if they don't get their way, they're going to say, the Russians did it. We're not going to vote. You're not our president. We don't care. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, and all the little children out there that have a little D on their bonnets over there. This is how elections work. You don't Uh, always get the guy you want. Brian, you gave you gave a look just now. Like of it, other confusion. Yeah, because I'm I'm sorry I'm having this uh, pot and kettle thing going back in my mind. We talking about the most infantile president in the world that will sit there and act like he is in a sandbox when it comes to we talking about civility. We talking about the same person that uses nicknames to describe grown people. This is mm-hmm. what you do. What other area of your job do you go to when you don't agree with somebody and you give them nicknames? When what happens when you sit there and you go to a stage? And you're talking about somebody who's dead looking up from hell. I, I mean, I could go on and on. When you're sitting here you, and you're sitting here talking about gold star families, when you're sitting here mimicking somebody mm-hmm. with disabilities, when you're doing all these things and then your wife has the nerve to sit there and be uh, for bullies and everything, yet the man that she does or does not sleep with, which I don't really care want to know about. <laughs> but you mentioned it anyway. It's doing it exactly because I threw shade. It's doing the exact same thing. So, yes, did Nancy, should she have done it? Probably not. But if we're going to sit there and, and throw all that against her for what we consider being childish, my God, the biggest kid is the one that can't stop himself impulsively from going on mm-hmm. and on and holding grudges and name calling and wrangling and all this kind of stuff. I mean, if you're talking about being childish, my God. Speaking of Melania, well, let's take a minute here. Um, now, the, her whole campaign is about being best. You know, be best, mm-hmm. be best, no bullying, be nice <laughs> to each other. Meanwhile, she straps the Presidential Medal of Freedom around what I think is the second biggest bully in the United oh States, Mr. Mm-hmm. Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. You know, no one has ha- built you. a whole yeah. career around being a narcissist bully with right. a golden microphone. It should have almost hurt her to do that right. if she was really caring about Be Best. Yeah, I don't even think she understands I, I what think it you is. I think you talked about either. something about the hypocrisy that's baked into the system right now. Mm-hmm. Nancy Pelosi and everyone else is screaming and yelling about how Donald Trump is an imminent threat to our republic. If that's true, then why in the world yep. would you approve yep. him to have... $500 million yep. in unmitigated weapon spending. Why do you applaud yep. and push them to bomb countries like Syria? And you say, hey, that is a great thing if you want to push for a war in yep. Iraq. They are hypocrites. And you know what the behavior of the Democratic Party reminds me of? It's like almost every single ex-wife or ex-girlfriend out there. I swear, it's like a pattern that these people <laughs> are actually showing. He thinks he's so good. He's really the child. He's really doing all of this really bad stuff. That justifies me being just as childish as he is. 
please, okay? We want a better voice. We want a stronger voice. And we had a choice in America. We can go with either the same old from before and the same old stuff before, or we can throw the dice and give somebody that at least has the cojones to stand up and say what he actually thinks and what he actually feels. That's what's so resonating with America. So you want somebody to stand up and say what he says, being a racist, a misogynist, <laughs> and a bully. Well, it's interesting. That's, out, that's outstanding. That, that's so American. That's well, absolutely I, all, and totally I'm not gonna, American. I'm not going to take at face value the statement of the fact that the guy's a racist. Ooh. I'm an oh, older. Oh no! Every single th- every single thing that he's done is racist. All right, he's, he has. Not you apologized. saying it doesn't make it so. Well, you calling look, him a name doesn't wait, make wait, it wait, so. Wait, 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 wait. You the just first, look at the evidence from the New York Times, the from first, the seven people that he wanted. You know, executed. The first time we ever heard of Donald Trump in the media was a Department of Justice investigation on mm-hmm. how he made sure that there was like a big old C on the rental application of people trying to get into Trump Tower. That yeah, was the first time you I, ever heard of him. That I remember. Also, also remember back in 1989, this man mm-hmm. who t- quotes, he wants to like do prison reform. This mm. is the same man who went on he all of the it. major. He, did it actually. he made, he went on all three of the major New York City public newspapers and he advocated for the execution of young black and brown boys. You're talking about the Central Park Five. I am talking about the exonerated five. So here's here's what frustrates me before we relitigate the Central Park Five because I I don't think we should do that right now. No. Uh, even even if we think that's true, and and, and uh, I happen to, to agree with with most people in the room about that, but but even even if we do believe that, then James is still unfortunately right about why is Nancy Pelosi then giving Trump tear up a speech, don't tear up a speech, whatever. Like I don't I don't care. That's symbolic power from somebody who has real political power. Nancy Pelosi could could be the biggest opponent to Trump, and instead, as James correctly points out. Uh, she she gives him when it comes to the things that he wants most. She gives those to him she, it, happily. She all cheer for it. Oh oh, Soleimani is dead. Good good for you, Mr. President. And you recklessly you know uh, aggravated a, a, a an ally or not an ally, but but uh, uh, you know a strategic. So this brings problem. me to my. I next like the question. fact that they call Soleimani a strategic genius. But the one thing I really kind of want to circle back to yeah. is when you call somebody a racist or you call somebody a sexist or you do any of the isms, it isn't proven true just because you utter it aloud. It isn't proven true you because it, their sh- actions, their actions speak louder yeah. than words. Mm-hmm. Once you observe the man's actions, you can then make a pronouncement. That's very well and good. Then let's talk about his actions, about the fact that he actually was awarded the most helpful person to the black community by Jesse Jackson. Why did Je- <sighs> is Jesse Jackson suddenly off his rocker? Yes. Suddenly he just suddenly missed something. <laughs> It's a lot convenient to say that because then all of a sudden Jesse Jackson's wrong. The Russians are invading. It's a mysterious batch of Bernie bros. The excuses just become so much. But I really want to stick to this one point about Donald Trump being a racist. I don't think Donald Trump's any more of a racist than any more of the white people that are on the Democratic Party who actually have their own racist inclinations but never express them aloud. And what's manifest is through their actual actions. Now, I know the case that you're talking about in New York City with the buildings. I do remember that because I was in a mixed-race relationship at the time, and I remember getting into arguments where I would actually espouse the fact that this guy's doing this, this guy's doing that. But fortunately for me, my wife at the time worked for New York City, worked at the... um, New York City Planning Commission and actually said that's not really up to him. 
It's the management people in the building that are forcing him to do it. See, when we dig deeper, when we actually peel back the underneath, the other layer underneath the stories to which we digest on a regular basis, we can actually find that there's more to it than what we realize. Like Nancy Pelosi's alleged opposition to Trump, but she gives him all the money he wants. Hey, Donald Trump's a racist, but you know what? Um, Cochran, Barbara Cochran, to this day, Cochran says she would not have the largest business for female real estate agents in New York City. Donald Trump, the sexist, had the first woman to be in charge of a, a high rise construction project. Three unions yes, threatened. The, pussy. the three unions threatened to walk Basil. off Whoop the job, do. and he had to pay time and a half to find people that were willing to work with this woman. Now, if I remember correctly, during this period, unions were notoriously democratic. They were notoriously in the pocket. Yet these Democratic blue-collar white guys said, I am not working for a woman until the big man said, you're going to because I'm going to use the old-fashioned lubricant called money. So I think it's funny when we call people sexist, racist, and all these other things, and we may find that one instance or three or four instances in their lives and ignore everything else. Which brings me to my next question, it, now that you're talking about this. Um, just to steer back to Nancy Pelosi for a quick second. Now... Did she breach protocol by tearing up the speech, or is she being a patriot? I'm old enough. First of all, it's weird to me that that in all the coverage of this, I haven't heard one person point out the fact that uh, somebody shouted down Obama during a State of the Union. You lie. You lie. Yeah. And 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 Nancy Pelosi didn't, didn't interrupt the. Nancy Pelosi didn't tap right. Donald on the shoulder, and say, "Look at me, look at me," and then tear the speech up. Right. Like that. That's so. She did a symbolic thing that that it can make you mad. It can you. It, it's useless at best. Pretty right? much. Yeah. Right. At best, it's useless. Yeah. Sure. Maybe it's cute. Maybe it makes a nice gif. Maybe it's a nice yeah. sequel to her little like pointed clap thing. Yeah. But but this is coming from somebody who could be doing action substantial things to make things better and she doesn't that's that's and and she and she fight we she wasn't even supposed to be speaker this last time around she fought for that position so to do what so that she could tear up speeches and clap at him well, just no that a 90 year old lady can still hold on to power and cling tenaciously to it because that's the only I, thing that means keep anything in mind nancy pelosi is number three in succession correct yeah, yeah so yeah. she's trying to be probably the only actual Adult in the room to actually rein but, but the she's, craziness but in. She's not. She's, she's not. She's she's in the room. She goes into a room with Trump. There's, I think they haven't spoken since this incident, right? When he says he says to her, uh, "Nobody in this room hates ISIS more than I do." At which point, an adult in the room could have said something to the effect of, "Mr. President, we're not here to litigate who hates ISIS. <laughs> we all hate ISIS. No one here loves ISIS." But instead, Nancy Pelosi says to him, "She goes, you don't know that." I mean, that's the most childish response. I, I could she be trolling him? She could just be trolling him. I, but the, and and where did it get us then? No, where did it yeah, get us? I, I think like, sometimes yeah. when when you just keep your mouth shut so long, sometimes you just say whatever you're gonna say. Yeah. Should she have done it? Probably not. But Trump said so much crazy stuff during that State of the Union, mm -hmm. inappropriately awarding somebody a Medal of Freedom in the middle of it. Mm. Uh, she tried to shake his hand at the beginning because yes. he's bitter about the impeachment. He wouldn't shake her hand. Mm -hmm. So he got her. She got him. I mean, it's something that I probably uh, noticed when I was in the second grade is how people act. Always remember this. All the things that happen when people are kids is that they grow up and become adults. Some of those same tendencies are always there. When you deal with Trump, he brings out the worst in you. So even if you want to be civil all this time, 
when you're dealing with all of that, sometimes, yes, you're going to just do something. You're going to tear a paper. You're going to sit there and uh, troll him and do all these other things. Because even on a Democrat's worst day, and I don't always agree with Pelosi, but even on Pelosi's worst day, she ain't been what Trump has been. Yeah, so basically you're saying you made me do it. That's like my no, ex-girlfriend, no, 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 no. ex-wife you, you, premise. You, you you're so bad, you're making me do it. You you're making me descend no, to this no. level. We all have choices, but at some point. She chose wrong. But, but she did. She did. And but it, it works but, for but, my but, side. But at some point, but okay. But we're going to focus all this energy on, on Nancy Pelosi mm-hmm. taking 15 seconds and doing something like that. Yet this man told one lie after another. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. After the impeachment mm-hmm. was over, spent 60 minutes going on a temper tantrum. Well, luckily, luckily, like not that many people even saw the craziness because um, the ratings for this stadium were 20% down, 20% from last year's speech. We've exhausted the American people. Correct. And that's part of the, I think that's part of the plan. I really do. They suppress the voter turnout. And the people that are actually exhausting the American people are the Democrats with these constant shenanigans. If they they went from, what were the hours for the um, impeachment? Do you, Kirk? Like, do you believe that? No, absolutely not. Okay. The Republicans have gerrymandered their states for years Mm -hmm. in order to control the uh, vote completely. The ultimate vote, the ultimate voter fraud. It's been exposed in North Carolina. The guy who was in North (laughs) Carolina has done it not just for North Carolina, but for other states, so that they keep a white Republican majority in all the states and they can play their little games and still get through. But you're saying no, this as I mean, if the no, Democrats are Because, because the electoral the Democrats college is a joke. Yeah. The electoral college is set up so that the oligarchy can control this country. Oh I, my thought God, that old old, song I thought it was just a holdover policy. That's from not slavery. even in the top 40 right now, the electoral college. Let's talk well, about it something. It should be considered well, because that's how they hold oh, yeah. on to power. Yeah. You know something? That's the game. And that's how you play. So how did Obama? No, it's not the game. Then how did Obama win if it's so unjust and if it's so racist? How did Obama win? Money. Really? So, but the mitigating factor is money. They didn't have enough money. So this is why Donald Trump, with pronouncedly less money than Hillary Clinton, won. I don't think money's the a mitigating olig- factor. No, the oligarchy voted in favor of him. So the we have. So the only thing going to save us from the oligarchy of the Republicans is to get your own oligarch, a seventy-one billionaire, seventy-one no, billion get, dollar you get Bloomberg the public, that it You in. get the public behind you, and you get the voter turnout. This like Bernie needs- did. Yes, and actually Bernie won and in Iowa. What did your Democrats? What did your Democrats? What did your Democrats do to Bernie? So they're not, they're not my well, Democrats. you're talking about <laughs> no, you're saying yeah. Republicans which, which, and gerrymandering, yeah. which, which I think is a real thing. I'm not saying so. gerrymandering should be illegal. They should have each state Absolutely. divided up the, exactly yeah. the way Iowa's divided up, where it's sequentially and it's sectioned off evenly. I 100% agree with that. But to turn around and say just this one group of people is what I've been sold as a Democrat. See, the thing is, I am not a Republican. I started voting for Donald Trump because I was a lifelong Democrat. My years, decades in New York City being a part of the Democratic Party, I started seeing hypocrisy heaped upon hypocrisy heaped upon hypocrisy. Guys, you want to get an idea how the Democrat Party is really run? Get an old copy of The New Yorker. Look up John Dees from the Southern Poverty Law Center and look at how many decades of his sexist, racist, plantation-like antics went unanswered, and anyone that brought it to anyone's attention were told, oh, you must be crazy. Those are Democrats for you. So I'd rather throw the dice with this loudmouth guy that reminds me of every other New Yorker I've ever run into in my entire life oh, than no. listen to somebody okay. else tell me the all same right, crap. All right, all right. Um, Brian, can you, ta- can you feel that for a minute, considering he was talking about, you know, the South? 
Well, I mean, absolutely. Look, I'm from North Carolina. I'm from Charlotte. And there are 100 counties in North Carolina. And there are only about six counties that will lean uh, blue. The other counties are heavily red. And it's really because of the way they've, they've been redistricted. Even the uh, Supreme Court called it unconstitutional the way that they were even set up that way. And they know that. And it is a game. And, yes, the Electoral College needs to go. I feel like Ugh. one voice, one vote. It's not that way. You get capped off. That's my there, there's, rule. There's only so many electoral votes that a state is going to carry regardless how many people vote. Once it, uh, that party gets so many votes, it's capped off. It doesn't matter how many people show up after that. We And, and as far as Bernie... Bernie had one foot in being in the Democratic Party and another foot being somewhere else. Bernie energized a lot of people who were not lifelong voters, weren't even interested in voting. He shared a vision with these people. He got them energized. Now, part of the reason that Hillary Clinton uh, has such a bad taste to people is, is because her last name was Clinton. Her name could have been Tanika Clinton. Could have been anything, but the last name Clinton and her being tied to Bill Clinton. And I heard people the other day say this. Well, Bill Clinton was for this, and Bill Clinton had this bill. And Bill Bill Clinton didn't run in that last election. It was Hillary. Yeah, but Bill Clinton you, didn't say super predators either. But you, but, and deplorables and all that other crap, and everybody hangs on to that. He did, he did support kind of like that crime. He yeah, did support it, though. Listen, Hillary, right. Hillary Clinton's politics were not people's favorite politics. There was right. also, listen, the last time around, there was also a lot of sexism. And there's, and there's tw- you're right, there's 20 years of anti-Clinton stuff. Anti-Clintons yep. in general and anti-Hillary Clinton in, in particular. Hillary Clinton was burned in effigy in yep. the 90s. Have we ever done that to any politician? Have you, James, have you ever seen em- Democrats burn Trump in effigy? I've yeah. never seen it. Yeah, actually, I watch a lot of those protests, I and mean, I think everyone's losing their minds on the West Coast with this level of violence. And the level mm. of violence always comes from the Antifa people. Bike locks being smashed on people's heads. There's, um, there's, there's liquid vi- concrete being poured. Oh, God. There's violence. That's not what being it is. Charlie Field. Charlie Field. All I'm sorry. saying, all I'm saying is, is You're that. You're negating the Proud Boys? All I'm saying is. Are you, gonna, are you actually going to say the Proud Boys are what this um, disinformation campaign is? I know two of the guys from the Proud Boys. They're both Hispanic Americans. I don't think they're racist at all. Sure and I enough. definitely don't think they're white <clears throat> supremacists because I don't think white supremacists would let a Hispanic American be a part of their group. Well, maybe Correct that's me part wrong, of their I'm strategy. something about white supremacy here. Maybe that's part of their strategy. No, the Proud Boys are a group that actually are getting maligned. And they're getting maligned. They're mis- being mischaracterized. And, you know, it's... They're not doing a great job at fighting it, though. Boys. I'm not here to defend these Good. fringe movements like Antifa and the Proud Boys. They're just people expressing this frustration. And I think the frustration is something that we kind of were talking about it earlier before, is this built-in corruption at the deeper level. Pelosi, Trump, it's all a show to distract us from forgetting the fact that where all the money is going all and right. what's happening to our cash here in this country. So let's, yeah. so let's just see. Okay, so yeah. one more question. I got to ask this. Like, like, does this whole, like, little, like, mommy versus baby, this whole entire, like, tension between um, Pelosi, Trump, the Democrats, Trump's Republicans. the baby? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He has a blip. Look how churlishly and gleefully everyone's James. giggling at James. that, despite of what James. this man's actually accomplished. James, James, James. He's accomplished a Gentlemen, 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 gentlemen. That somebody else made a baby. If the day after your acquittal, you come in with a speech, it's not really a press conference, it's not really a speech, it's not really this or that and the third, and all you do is whine about all the people that 
you know, hurt your feelings and you all this emotional support conference. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. you also want to give a clap. I want to thank my daughter. She's awesome. I want to thank Mitch McConnell. You were so cool, dude. You want to, <laughs> what do you call all of that? If not an emotional support, if not, um, basically a girl on her, on her social media ranting for like an hour. I call it a Trump rally. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what those are. Hey. Mm -hmm. I'll it's an emotional good. support rally. You know yeah. what I'm. You know well, what I'm happy to, about to address. Go ahead. You, you know. You know what I'm happy about in all this is is there was a time, uh, certainly during the Obama administration and and even before that, the, the whole, this whole like West Wing idea where like the presidency and history it was made through speeches, right? That like that like speeches were what changed the world, and and it wasn't it wasn't people's politics, it wasn't what they did, it wasn't people organizing. It was that the leader got up and gave a great speech, mm -hmm. and that is not that. First of all, that's not true. It's never been true. There been, there have been great speeches but sure. like but but every great speech that we can think of in history came about because there was a movement behind it and so what the good thing about the trump administration the good thing about wednesday or, or the state of the union uh is that we're, we're doing away with this notion now nobody looks to the president and says his great speech is going to save the world i think everybody looks at this now and is aware that you know what maybe speeches don't matter maybe the things that we do uh that we choose to do matter more than with the speech of the president so gives. it's not it's not so much about the oration it's about the action it's it, 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 yes the speech doesn't matter the tearing up of the speech doesn't matter these are all a speech is just as symbolic as tearing up a speech like they they're not actual things they they tell you more about a person I think you're right. I think I think when Trump gets up and says things about about Mexican immigrants and these sorts of things, I think that tells you something about him. I, I, I think that matters. But I don't think it matters in the way that that this is history moving forward. And also right. he is still thinks this is 2015 and 2016. I mean, the, yeah. uh, every few days we have to hear about back in when I descended from the escalator with my beautiful <laughs> wife or, oh, you know, that beautiful inauguration in which there were millions and millions still and millions of people. Sizes, You're yeah. still there. It's like you can't move on. Yeah. It's like it's like when an athlete in high school, they did the big score <laughs> and they just can't live past yeah, I'm about that. I'm about to say Al Bundy. Al Bundy. You're, still, you're still telling everybody when you play football in high school. Exactly. Four <laughs> touchdowns with in one game. Hey, exactly. I, just, I want to point something out that everyone has actually been kind of doing here where it's actually these little like jibs and jabs and these character assassinations sure. at the president. And it's like, I'm going to say one thing. Name one president that hasn't lied. Name, tell me one politician that hasn't lied. If we walk into that expecting it. Sure. Tell me one politician that doesn't, tell me one politician that actually is gone and I'm 50 something years old. They've been talking about reforming education since I was a kid. They've been talking about reforming criminal justice since I was a kid. Nothing gets done. True. They talk about redistributing wealth since I was a kid. Oh, the minimum wage goes from 345 to 525 in 10 years, where the price of bread goes from 35 cents to two bucks in that same period of time. Yet we're all told this weird mass hypnosis or like this David Byrne song called the Democratic Circus, where we all come to town, we all feel good by these speeches and these platitudes. Oh, look, I get to vote for the black guy. Oh, I get to vote for the white guy that feels the way that I do. Yeah, that type of stuff. It's all nonsense. And you know what I love about Donald Trump? It's the fact that he brings it to a level where it's real. And when I used to have this thing, I used to call him the Don Gabon. No, he is the Don Gabon. And the reason why he's the way he is, and a lot of people don't understand, let's think uh, about this for a second. Ocasio-Cortez Cruz, Bernie Sanders, uh, and Donald Trump. They're all New Yorkers. New Yorkers behave and act in a certain way. A New Yorker isn't going to be humble. A New Yorker isn't going to sit and shy away. And if a New Yorker's got a beef with somebody, he's going to say, I'm coming for you. 
and I'm not going to do anything other. It's like John Gotti. It's like um, Mayor Beam. It's like Koch back in the day when Koch had some fire in his belly. You would actually get out and say, no, you. You, I'm coming for you, and I'm coming for your lunch. But you are the. But you're the leader of the free world. But you're. I'm a dad of three kids. Yeah. But you're the leader (laughs) of a free world, where of the free world, and you also are basically the head of all diplomats. Yes. And you gotta behave yourself in that way. Says you. No, says. If the, the, if the American people disagreed. If, if you know the, how we figured that out? We had an election, uh, and he won. Kirk, help. He did not <laughs> win, okay? He won the Electoral College because they bought it. He won because Mitch McConnell How did he buy it? He, uh, they bought it. How? Through the media. How? Through the election Somebody machines. Has three million more votes. Well, so the election machines. How much did Trump spend uh, on a, the election? The election machines media in this country are are electronic. They were seeded by the Russians, and he got. Oh my God! Holy oh shit. my God! Yeah. Okay. Okay. Show me one <clears throat> report that says there was any foreign intrusion on any of these systems. It. Do, I'll tell you right it, now. It the, does not exist. It's the no, same. It's I, the it same report. Exist. It's the, It's on the same report that Trump said I would, that people voted guys, three or four you times. Your, no, gentlemen, gentlemen, guys, gentlemen. You got we, your smartphones. Find the report. Gentlemen, like gentlemen. Okay, right okay. Really we'll do that because exist. we got. We might as well have to do it's that right fantasy. now. Because we have to wrap up. We're done. <laughs> I'm sorry about that, but you know this has been a very spirited discussion, and we'll definitely have to go back into this. You know it. Another day. <laughs> Thank you so much to Evan Engel. Thank, Thank you, you so much to Brian Parker, Kirk Adair, my dude, and. Oh, my God. It's been so long since I've had a spirited discussion. <laughs> so, James, thank you for this. I needed this. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, gentlemen, thank you for joining us. This has been Joni Martinez, and this was Verbal Assault, Monday's episode. Um, check us out. We are across all the platforms, all the podcasts. Don't worry about it. And with that, I love you lots. I'll miss you much. And we'll catch you tomorrow where we are going to discuss. I can't remember. Love you lots. Miss you much, and I'll see you next week. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. I'm different.